What's up? You are now listening to Americanized, a storytelling podcast where you'll hear from eclectic first and second generation Americans share their stories and real life experiences as children of immigrants. Hello, thank you for tuning into another episode of Americanized. I'm glad you're here. My name is Rosalind, your host, and happy Black History Month. Now, I know this month is coming to an end. We are nearing the end of February, which means we are nearing the end of Black History Month. But hey, it used to be only a week, and it used to be called Negro History Week. Did you know that the origin of Black History Month started with Carter G. Woodson? He started off Black History Month as Negro History Week, which is now a month-long event. And he did this for Black people to understand their history in order to move and operate in society as productive citizens. The conversation of Black History Month has shifted a lot towards the Black excellence. The Black excellence ideals, the Black excellence within Black communities, within all communities. So shout out to Dr. Carter G. Woodson because now we have a whole month and I know it's the shortest month of the year but it used to be a week so we have made progress. The way I have tackled Black History Month in the past has been I used to feel awkward about it, I used to feel nervous about sitting in class and as I grew older I want to know more, I I would really dive into the history of black people in America, not so much the history of of black people as far as Africans, but more black people in America, what the history was like. It really just made me want to read a lot of James Baldwin and watch his interviews and rewatch I Am Not Your Negro, which I highly recommend if nobody has watched the movie or read the book. I Am Not Your Negro during Black History Month. In fact, after you listen to this episode, Look it up, I Am Not Your Negro. Let me see if it's on Netflix. You know, when you get home, when you have free time, when you have about an hour and a half, go on YouTube. It's on YouTube for free. Watch I Am Not Your Negro. It's on Netflix. If you don't have a a Netflix subscription, you can go on YouTube and watch it because I feel that's a required watching, if not at all, at least during this month, okay? Give James Baldwin a chance. So, the more I got older, the more I wanted to know about Black History Month the right way. You know, from Black perspectives, really, not through the textbook, not taught by my white teachers, but through the Black narrative. And so I said, let me get on to James Baldwin, and so I really dived into his work, not so much, but obsessed over some certain pieces of his work and especially over this film. So watch it on YouTube, it's free. I am not your Negro, James Baldwin. I think it's just perfect for this month. But let me get into what Black History Month was like for me and what it is currently. And then we'll get into our next segment of voicemail compilations. I hope you can reflect and remember something that you learned about black people during this month something helpful something new and fresh something that to change your perspective and mindset on black people 
That's my hope for you for this month. For me, this month acknowledges and celebrates Black people. It's not so much the history and slavery that is Black history. Yes, there is a history and present occurrence of slavery and oppression experienced by Black people through the prison systems and through what we see and know as police brutality. The reality of Black history is rich, yet disguised under the stories of slavery, segregation, and racism. And I think for these reasons, when I was in elementary school, I had a hard time with approaching Black History Month due to the fact that A, I attended a PWI and was like one of three Black students in my class, and there would always be a group or one one white student turning back to look at the black students in class because this is their month and b because i had i had issues identifying as black early on as a first generation american coming from an african family And so approaching Black History Month growing up was a little bit awkward for me. And I've had these conversations with my siblings who also experienced the the head turn, the head turning of the white students looking at them during Black History Month. So it's just identifying with Black history was quite an awkward thing as a first generation Black student with an African background. And also, it was the conversations around Black history that I couldn't identify with and didn't want to identify with. I always felt that Black history is not my history. I don't have slaves in my family. I don't have slavery as a history in my family. I don't have a history of experiencing what the dark side is of Black History Month and Black history. I remember even in elementary school, though, though I had those perspectives and maybe when I was a little older, when I was younger, I did think that I identified with that. I did think that, well, first I should say my my sense of time was really off. So we were learning about the KKK and how they would burn down houses, churches, crosses. And I remember thinking that this is the modern day, that At the moment, while I'm in school right now, there are KKK members burning down my house, and I should go home. I should see if my my parents are safe. I was really scared and sad because I thought that was the reality that was happening right while I was in school. So I didn't know that that was back in the day. I just didn't put two and two together. I also thought that my parents were slaves at, at one point in my life when I was younger. And then I grew up to realize maybe this isn't part of my history because my parents were the first people in my family to come to America. However, I don't know how true that is at the moment. I haven't done any dig deeping into does my family have a history of slavery? You know, or are my is my are my parents really the first people to have come to America? So that's something I I would like to explore. That's something I I question. 
So with that being said, I did have to redefine what Black History Month means and what it what it means for me. So I believe that Black history is rich in terms of Black excellence within the Black communities coming from leaders, inventors, the trailblazers of Black communities. The history of Black people is so diverse, just as Black people are. It's so multifaceted and multicolored. And I think that should be known. So another way that I really redefined this month for me was recently coming across this quote that says, slavery is not African history, slavery interrupted African history. And that's a quote by Muta Baruka. I really hope I didn't say that name wrong, but that's how I would pronounce it. M-U-T-A-B-A-R-U-K-A. Muta Baruka. After reading that quote, I just want to emphasize how Muta Baruka uses the term African history instead of Black history. And I just want to think about what slavery did to African history. Slavery for Black people came around and robbed Africa, African history and transformed it into Black history. So now when we do talk about Black history in schools and in the general sense, we start the conversation with Black people. Where do they come from? In America, because this is a conversation and a month celebrated in America. So the origin of Black people in America, mm, slavery. So that's why it's now Black History Month. And I think that that was the intention with using the word African history and then thinking about what what slavery did with African history and Africans, you know? So I think coming to America, the the, the start of Black people in America, beginning with slavery, we now, we now have that to identify with Black history. Slavery transformed African history to Black history, within America at least. African history is rich. It's still rich regardless. But I just wanted to highlight that and think about that. He doesn't say Black history. He says African history. So that that's really interesting. That was cool to, to read, to understand, to say. Because I did read it and I wondered, why isn't it Black history? And then I realized that because Black history starts with slavery. So what things have you learned in this month? How have you redefined Black History Month? And what does it mean for you? Thank you for sticking around about hearing me and how I approach or how I have thought about Black history throughout time. In this next segment, you'll hear a variety of voicemails from people speaking on their Black excellence, speaking on their small Black-owned businesses, as well as non-Black people celebrating and acknowledging the Black people in their lives that they know and love.
At the tone, please record your message. What's up, Americanized and Americanized listeners? It's your girl, Valor Vic, a.k.a. Victory, or at Valor Vic on Instagram. Um, and I was just asked to talk about some of my accomplishments as an Afro-Latina, um, you know, located in the greater Springfield area, which I recently relocated. But I'll just talk a little bit about some of the things that I was able to accomplish, um, a.k.a. on the theme of Black excellence. So um, two years prior or back um, in 2018, I was an award winner for the Grinspoon Entrepreneurship Initiative uh, Contest, um, and I also served for a few terms as the Bay Path University Student Government Association President, which Bay Path University is my alma mater. Um, for that school, I was very involved. I was a student ambassador uh, for diversity, equity, and inclusion, and I was also a student representative on their diversity, equity, and inclusion community council. Um, so right now, I relocated to Louisiana where I am now working post-graduation at an alternative school um, in Shreveport. Um, and some of the children are there by choice, and some of their some of them are there um, because they're at risk. And that's been a really fun job and a really good and new experience for me. Um, and then lastly, but not leastly, I'm very involved in my church that I go to, Light of the World Church of God where my dad is a pastor in Shreveport, Louisiana, so um affiliated there, too. Um, yeah, so I was just asked to speak on, I guess, my uh, black excellence in lieu of Black History Month. Um, but I felt kind of uncomfortable just leaving it off there. Um, so I just kind of want to talk about what black excellence means for me. So for me, black excellence presents as financial literacy, ownership, group economics, education and mentorship, and then leadership. And I want to talk a little bit about the group economics and mentorship aspect of it. But I first want to mention that um, according to the National Association of Realtors, um, the buying power of black and Hispanic people is very disproportionate. I think in comparison, well, the white population is 76% of the population, and then their buying power is 73.2%. And then when it goes to the blacks, our population, percent population is 13.4, and then our buying power is 8.8. And then with the Hispanic population, we're 18.3% of the population, and then our buying power is only 10.4. So as you can tell, there's a rather larger gap when you're comparing our percent of the population with our buying power compared to our uh, white uh, counterparts. Um, so I think a lot of that has to do with the lack of financial education and, and competency that we have just as um, an economic group. And I think where we can improve on would be the share of wealth and ownership for you know, us black Americans. Um, and a lot of wealth, wealth comes from ownership. You know, ownership is really important. A lot of the richest people that we know of have multiple streams of income. Um, and it's more than just, you know, whatever they work at as their nine to five. They have multiple assets, um, in different types of streams of income. So a lot of, a lot of the time wealth stems from ownership. 
ownership is the the basic the basic ingredient um, in wealth generation. So when it comes to the black community, mentorship and education is very important because for years we have lacked this sort of competency. So when you have people who have kind of, you know, succeeded in the game, it's important that they give back to the community and mentor the youth and just share that wealth of information that they were able to achieve. So I just wanted to drop those gems. I know that that's not what I was asked to come and talk about, but it's just something that I felt pressing on my heart, and it's something that I'm talking about on my Instagram page. So I hope you guys enjoyed that little knowledge sprinkle, and happy Black History Month. It's Black History 365 days a year, though. Um, So, yeah. All right, bye. They do what they do. It's your boy MJ Maitland, and I just had to, you know, had to share my thoughts, had to say something. Um, Black History, Black History Month. I don't even know where to start. How do, how do I even begin? Like honestly, it's just a lot has happened these past couple of weeks, past couple of days. <laughs> a lot has went down, and. There needs to be changes, you know, like we have a long way to go, but I think slowly but surely we'll get there and hopefully we do in time. You know, a lot of people have died, sadly, a lot of people are understanding, a lot of people are still being, you know, are still ignorant and there's, you know, some small changes Um, and I'm just praying that we get there, you know, I'm praying that we get there. I'm praying that the human race, I'm praying that every single human on this planet, every single person, you know, loves each other, educates each other, and we all just connect, you know? And that's about it. The the hatred, the negativity, the oppression, the anger, and the frustration, all of that needs to just evaporate. And we need to restart. And it might take a couple years, maybe longer, but, you know, I'm hoping it comes a little bit sooner, and yeah, and I can't wait to see the the changes, the new beginnings. Can't wait for that, and that's about it. Straight love, positivity, and we're going to keep it pushing. Smooth 2021 and forever, and that's it. Yiddy, it's your boy MJ Mason. We out. Hey. Hello, good people. This is Liam calling in. I'm a white body male calling in one time to shout out the Clary family, a beautiful black family. One time for them. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, people, that's all. Deuces. Yeah, I guess um, something I forgot to mention in um, the topic of financial literacy, literacy, financial literacy in the in the black community. Um, regarding our buying power, a lot of the times our money goes to 
gas, electricity, shoes, and phone services. That's where we're putting our money. More. And we're putting our money less in healthcare, education, and retirement funds. So there's a wealth discrepancy there. However, on the topic of ownership, something that's promising is that black-owned businesses have been growing since 2002, way before the Black Lives Matter movement. 30% of women-owned employer businesses are owned by black, non-Hispanic women. And then black, Hispanic women are at 35.8. So the highest share of businesses among any other racial group are black-owned businesses owned by women. And that's according to the U.S. Census Bureau. So, um, yeah, I just, I forgot to drop those, um, you know, little tidbits and facts. Um, yeah. Hi, my name is Amani, and I am the owner of Dialogist. Dialogist capsules are typed inspirational quotes that are hand-rolled to relieve personal mental health challenges. For example, stress, depression, anxiety, and social anxiety. I have a mental health activity book with a journal inside of it. Eventually, I hope to open up a safe haven store for my products and also to give the mental health community a place where they don't have to feel judged and can just relax. My website is www.theologist.shop. That's www.the. O-L-O-G-I-S-T dot S-H-O-P. Thank you. Growing up in Africa, Cameroon, watching my grandmother maneuver, and navigate as a female entrepreneur at a time where females going to school, reading, writing, doing anything educational or entrepreneurial was looked down upon or not was forbidden, really encouraged me and inspired me to take on the entrepreneur journey. Right before she died, she told me all the adversity and the stuff she faced while she was in Africa. And it really inspired me and that birthed my dream in 2018 when I started my business with just $84 in my dorm room. So far, I was able to to flip that $84. Now I've sold 5,000 products online, 5,000 products in person. I currently have two different stores and uh, looking to grow more, grow my brand more to leverage, leverage my position with big retail stores. Uh, I appreciate this opportunity to speak. Taco oil means king, royalty, and beautiful. Thank you. So just just think about it. Just think about the debt cycle that we're subject to as a community. Like, how soon does your paycheck come in and get deposited? Does it leave your bank account? How soon? 
And then to what is it going to? Gas, electricity, shoes, phone services. Those are the things that the black community is spending their money more. <laughs> I was um I was just reminded of a TikTok that I saw. It was around the time of Black Friday. And it was a little clip of these two people in an empty living room. Empty, no furniture. They were sitting on boxes. But they had a huge 42-inch flat screen TV that was unmounted on the floor. And then in the comments, people are slaying them, you know, <laughs> about the fact that there's no furniture in the house, but there's that 42-inch flat screen TV that they got on a Black Friday deal. And that reminds me of another post. If you buy a TV that goes for $1,000 and it's on sale for $750, you didn't save $250. You spent $750. So it's just the knowledge that we have about finances and money that we have as a community that's holding us back. Yes, you know, we've been, we've been oppressed all these years and that kind of information hasn't been taught to us growing up. Think about the way that your parents spent money. Think about the way that you know how to spend money. It's a debt cycle. But you know what? We live in an age of information, so it's easy to get that information out there. People are literally putting that kind of free information out there, and it's free to grab for everybody. you got to change your mindset. It's, it's not a victim mentality anymore. It's a growth mindset. It's money mindset. Switch it up. I'm really, I really feel blessed to be a part of her life, and 
you know, to support her along the way. Uh, so yeah, that's that's uh, that's my message. Uh, goodbye. Wow, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. Special thanks to all those who left voicemails. You are really appreciated. And I'm thankful and grateful for you guys sharing and leaving these voicemails because that's what makes the episode. So shout out to Vicky for sharing knowledge in hopes of breaking the debt cycle and financial generational curses. Vicky, thank you so much for dropping your gems, your information, your knowledge that we can take not just hear it and move on and continue with our lives but take that information and do something about it make a change in our personal lives and hopefully all together as a community because these are it's a conversation to be had it's knowledge to know it's it's a way to just see ourselves know our worth know our value, know what our value is currently, know what our potential is. So thank you for giving us insight into what our potential is and what we can be achieving. Shout out to Amani, the owner of Theologist. Awesome brands. I love how unique it is. I love the emphasis on mental health. I love what she's doing, aiding communities with mental health challenges through sharing inspirational quotes in pill bottles that's super cool check out her website at www.theologist.shop t-h-e-o-l-o-g-i-s-t dot s-h-o-p as she mentioned in her voicemail check out her website and support her shout out to taffa oil for all that he's doing with his brand and his business He provides hair and skin products with natural ingredients. They are premium quality. Check him out. Check out his website at taffaoil.com. That's T-A-F-A-H-O-I-L.com. Support his business and his brands. And also, shout out to all Black-owned businesses, all creatives, all the hairdressers, all of those providing for the Black communities. And shout out to MJ, keep creating, bro. You're doing great. Keep it up. Shout out to Liam and Parker. Much love to you guys. And all people listening to this episode, listening to this podcast, and supporting with your ears. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Hope to catch you in the next episode. All original music produced by Stubborn Soul. You can find him on all music listening platforms at S-T-B-R-N-S-A-L. Peace out.